0: Thank you, Sheila. Welcome to Trinity on this fifth Sunday in Lent. Glad you are here this morning. Um, You'll get to hear Sheila more, obviously, during the service, but also um, at the uh, Sunday Forum this morning. So you head down there, all things music down in the Forum so uh welcome here today i'm glad you're here sing a little song there's a little refrain i think that's going to be on the wall for you i uh, let us go to the house of the lord Um, glad to be here glad to be here with you let us go i was glad
1: when they said to me let us go to the house of the lord was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Called from every nation, called from every race, gathered here for worship in this holy place. God is here among us. Lift your hearts and sing make the walls and rafters ring, I was glad. Lives are mended, the deepest fears are named. Here, the wise are children, and the pink weak are strong. Here in Christ, we all belong. I was glad when they said.
2: Good morning, Good morning. Welcome, uh, welcome to worship this morning, uh, thank you Carl, Ron, Jim, Sheila, and our choir all dressed in Ukrainian colors this morning, so uh, not all, but most of them, I did not get the memo or I would have had Ukrainian colors on this morning, but uh, honored by your presence today, thanks for being here, also welcome to all those who are online, uh, Ray and Ann Dotson watching from Virginia, Brenda Ferries in uh, Minnesota, and so many others. We know the order of service is printed before you in the bulletin. Everything will be projected for you as well. So, if it's comfortable, I would invite you to stand. <clears throat> Gathered in God's house, we worship in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our gathering, Him, Lord, I lift Your name on high. Our first shared prayer of the morning is the curie, a sung prayer, follow along, responsive with the carl. Him a praise Jesus is a rock Gracious God, the days are sometimes weary, the storms unrelenting. We give you thanks and praise for this sanctuary, this safe place to cry and dance and worship. We thank you for the fragile, broken, and beautiful people of God who gather here. May we journey, worship, and serve together, providing shelter from the storms and respite from the trials of daily life. Send out your Holy Spirit, enliven our faith, that blessed to be a blessing, we may go forth as agents of good news. We pray in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Please be seated.
3: Good morning. The first lesson this morning is from Ezekiel 37, verses 1 through 14. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, mortal, can these bones live? I answered, "O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded, and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together bone to its bone. I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, mortal, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them. And they lived and stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Then he said to me, mortal, those bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost we are cut off completely therefore prophesy and say to them thus says the Lord I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves O my people and I will bring you back to the land of Israel and you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves Oh, my people, I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live. And I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. Yes.
0: Thank you, Cheryl. In the 1970s, uh, Kurt Bester was um, on a mission trip in the former Yugoslavia, and uh, grew to love those people in that region. And um, in the 90s, he was home, and the the war broke out after uh, Yugoslavia fell, and the Serbs and the uh, Croats and others were battling viciously, and he heard the stories of the children in that war and uh, was moved to write the song that the choir is going to sing. It has been used uh, throughout the world many times in different, uh, different uh, moments of conflict, and we have chosen to insert the, um, the Ukrainian words for can you hear the cry of the children toward the end of the song. Um, the Spirit of the Lord came upon me, and you shall live, and that is the hope Prayer of the Children.
4: Want to try preaching after that? Uh, It's going to take me a minute. God is good all the time my ukrainian brenda would have loved that so and uh, not going anywhere without my reading glasses so it <laughs> gives me another minute to kind of collect myself ah uh, This past week as I was uh, preparing this sermon, I had a flashback. Not that kind of fun flashback, it was a flashback to my former parish when I remember Pastor Jim was preaching on this text. Pastor Jim, our Pastor Jim, not your Pastor Jim, was our visitation pastor. And he was preaching on this text and it was the third service of the morning in those days when we had three services and uh, it was the third entirely different sermon than I'd heard that morning and the first two sermons were vaguely similar but mostly not and so he was waxing on about Jesus and something I don't remember which now he prided himself on not needing any stinking pulpit to preach from and he would stand right down there in front between the front row, of the front pews. And this is a man who dearly, dearly, please don't confuse my words, he loved Jesus. He truly loved Jesus. But it was clear that he was kind of struggling with the text this day, and I felt some sense of anxiety, the third service, the third entirely different sermon, and we had not yet got to a fish story. Now, you see, that's important to understand with our Pastor Jim, not your Pastor Jim, in that Pastor Jim loved to fish, to be out in his float tube casting. And every sermon, I mean every sermon, would have a fish story, which meant that we were moving towards the conclusion of the sermon, and there was no fish story yet in sight. So sitting in that front corner pew where I always did, when someone else was preaching, I looked at him, and in a voice just discreet enough for maybe a hundred people to hear, I asked, (laughs) is this sermon going anywhere? (laughs) Now, after a brief stutter, he said, well, why, yes, it is. To which I said, well, then, what do you think? Let's get there. And like manna from the sky, a fish story appeared. And I knew that Christendom had been saved again in West Bellevue for another week. Now, I'm not a fisherman. I don't have any fish stories. I mean, I do have this picture, which might speak a little bit to my values and my life experience. i got to tell you, in the interest of full disclosure, it has nothing to do with the sermon. <laughs> Nor the gospel text, which is Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. But it does have betray a deeper appreciation for my former associate. God bless his memory. I worship the ground he walked on. Because the sermon this morning, the text this morning, Lazarus raising, being raised from the dead by Jesus is a really complicated story, and it's one that, for me at least, presents a lot of struggle. And I know it was for Pastor Jim that morning. He was struggling and trying to find his way out of this seemingly straightforward story about someone who was once dead has been brought back to life. A Lutheran pastor tells the story of his 12-year-old daughter who informed her father that she could not be confirmed because, in all honesty, she could not promise to believe everything she was supposed to believe forever. I don't know that child, but I love that child. Her father wisely replied, What you promise is not that you will believe this forever. What you promise is that this is the story you will wrestle with forever that's what my friend Pastor Jim was doing he was really wrestling with this text so John the chapter 11th chapter verses 1 to 45 is the familiar story of Jesus calling Lazarus out of the tomb four days dead in the hills of Judea four days lying in a stone tomb four days in that climate and that temperature would certainly be enough if you walked anywhere near that stone to imply that whoever's in there is not ever going to walk out. That is permanent residence. In fact, according to Jewish Midrash, three days implies permanent residence. You kept that in mind when your relatives were visiting. And we should keep that in mind when we get to Holy Week next week. Verses 3 through 6 from the 11th chapter. So... The sisters, Martha and Mary, sent a message to Jesus. Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness is not unto death. Rather, it is for God's glory, so that the Son of Man may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha, and her sister and Lazarus. After having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. While John records Jesus' response as this illness is not unto death, I got to tell you that was news to Martha and Mary and the village in Bethany who had just loved Lazarus to death. Now, maybe Jesus was referring to the fact this illness is not unto death. That is, this is not eternal separation from God. That would be spiritual death. But they had prayed, and they had tended to their brother Lazarus with all the love and care they could muster with whatever primitive resources they had to keep someone alive. But he died. Lazarus was not taking an extended nap. He was now four days in the grave, and Martha was steamed. Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead is full of drama. I mean, this story, according to the Gospel of John, marks a huge fork in the road where two conspiracies have just given birth to because of this miracle. The Pharisees conspired to put Jesus to death, and God conspires to save all of humanity. We have competing conspiracies emerging from this text. Now, it's a favorite Sunday school story with a wonderful happy ending, yet to his disciples, the story is ever more confounding. As Jesus offers, for your sake, I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe. Picture Martha now running to Jesus, literally sticking a finger in his chest. If you had been here, he whom you said you love would not have had to die. This friend you say was gasping for air. We tended to him, we cared for him, And with his last breath, he said your name. But no, you were nowhere to be seen. Apparently, you had something more important to do that kept you away. Now, I feel a real personal connection with Martha and maybe anyone who has ever loved someone to death and said, you know, only if the Lord had been here, maybe maybe this could have turned out different. You know, only if the Lord could have shown up. This could be a different ending to the story. Come on, Lord. Couldn't you have worked this out differently? But then Martha offers a plaintive sigh. I know that God will give you whatever you ask of Him, even now. Some some lessons are just hard, aren't they? They're just hard. Martha's sad came out mad. So tell me, what do you do with your sadness when you have it, when you have sad? Life has taught me that almost every moment of mad I encounter in someone began as a sad. A sad, a disappointment, a failure, the death of a person, the death of a moment, the death of an opportunity lost, crushes our heart in sadness, yet so often, Our response is expressed in anger, and righteous indignation. By the way, which also helps explain the difference between men and women. Men don't do sad very well. Invariably, it comes out mad. The response to the horrors of war in Ukraine begin with a profound sadness. Which can sometimes feel angry in expression. We say, Come on, Lord, you can do better than this. We need some help here. The innocents continue to struggle, to suffer. You loved Lazarus. You love the children of Ukraine. You love the children of Yemen. You love the children of Iran. We need some help here. We get angry, and Jesus weeps. That was the lesson in Lazarus, being raised. God weeps at the death of those whom he loves, which is us. Come on, Lord. My, uh, my Brenda and I, we loved Italy. There was a Carmelite house in Rome that we loved to stay, and whenever we were in residence, Domos Carmelitana. Whenever we were in residence, we called it our home. We loved the people. We loved the food. We loved the place. It was four blocks from St. Peter's in a residential district. We loved the fact there was this fourth-floor roof patio. If you're going to go to Rome, talk to me. This fourth-floor roof patio. And the sun would set behind St. Peter's right here, and the sun would reflect off Castle San Angelo right there. And Carmelites, they have wonderfully stocked bars, and what do you know? And so we would sit up on the roof, every evening. One enters St. Peter's. We would walk daily to St. Peter's through the door of the sacraments. And to the right, to the first right side altar sat Michelangelo's Pieta. It is breathtakingly beautiful. If you've been there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It is stunning, For the first time visitor, the novitiate, it is shocking how though hard stone can appear so supple and soft. It draws the observer into the story. And according to Michelangelo, there's Mary, so young yet, so young, holding maternally her baby Jesus. To the north, in Florence, in the Academia Galleria resides another of Michelangelo's great works, David. David is at the end of the hall, what is called sometimes the Hall of Prisoners. Michelangelo's David is iconic, standing 17 feet tall, six and a half feet wide, and totally dominates the pavilion, the room where he resides. But to get to David, you must first traverse the Hall of Prisoners. These are half finished sculptures of Michelangelo that for me, just stop me in my tracks when I stand before them because these half-finished sculptures are for me a metaphor of our life of faith. One can easily picture the characters twisting and writhing and struggling to escape their bondage. It's almost torturous to gaze upon them sometimes. It was said of Michelangelo that he could look at a block of stone and see the personality within it. So before one can stand before the perfect David, the pilgrim must first traverse the unfinished prisoners. I think you can see the analogy. Jesus calling Lazarus out of the tomb is the critical reminder that Jesus alone is Lord of both life and death and Lord of all that would imprison us in life. We are the unfinished product, sometimes twisting and struggling, and sometimes whining in righteous indignation about life's painful disappointments. We're wrestling with God in the flesh and wrestling with the Spirit that's trying to reshape us for God's glory and for service in this world. We are being shaped by holy love and changed as a community of faith to unbind unbind the prisoners. And I have learned what a picture of prisoners looks like today. It is a room full of people that can hold divergent views, but can yet look at the other and see Christ within them. The Christ to emerge like the prisoners from stone. Your presence here says that you are those people. Ours is the holy work. Jesus charged the community to unbind Lazarus. This is our holy work. This is the story of faith that we wrestle with. This is our own sadness and our own disappointment that we somehow ask God to even use that to shape us. And because Jesus has called us friend, see, that's that's so important. In the 15th chapter of John, Jesus speaks to the disciples. He said, I do not call you servant, I call you friend, because a servant does not know what the master is doing, but a friend does. And I call you friend because you know what God the master is doing. Blessed to be a blessing, says our pastor, right? That's the work that we're about. We're unbinding. So, God bless you in your struggle as you wrestle with this story alone in life. Through our sadness and disappointment and sometimes even through our anger. For this is the God of grace who is shaping us for a life of faith. God is good. All the time amen
0: this next song has a couple of refrains for you to sing there's one that appears at the beginning and then it changes but it reappears later in the song so sing along um listen to the story
1: free is where you would have us. With no chains or shackles as our jailer from the past. You said unbind him, Lord. You said unbind them, Lord. You said unbind us, Lord. What shall we do Uh, will we recognize the ones that you have asked us to release will we recognize the stranger and the ones we've known before you said unbind him lord you said unbind them lord you said unbind The fear of tomorrow are so tightly bound they may never see the light of day unless one by one we do the work of the sun and strip away the feathers of a thousand sins and let the healing of God shine through. You said unbind, Lord. You said unbind. You said us, Lord. What we do?
5: is there one who
1: is lost is there one who is broken who's been cast aside by the world and named unclean we are called by Sets us free. You set unbind Him, Lord. You set unbind the Lord. You set unbind us, Lord. What shall we do? And when release comes in our lives, when the ones unbound are we will we we'll rise. Right having faith that walking free is where you would have us. With no chains or shackles as our jailer from the past. The chains
2: Seated. Uh, Cheryl's going to come forward and lead us in the prayers. We have a sung response. Uh, Lord, listen to your children praying. We'll sing that once now, and then after each petition, let us pray.
3: God of grace, hear the prayers of your grateful, fearful, weeping but faithful people this day. God of freedom, God of life, enter our hearts today and unbind us unbind our hearts and our minds unbind our spirits and imaginations so that we might wrestle anew with all that keeps us restrained and break free let us be open to your spirit coming from the four winds that we might live we trust in your spirit
6: as we sing.
3: Unbind nations and societies from the sins of isms and the phobias that keep them bound and unable to assist in creating the abundant life for all that you have intended. Guide us as we wrestle with the desire to be unbound, to be liberated while still clinging to the security and the bonds of old beliefs that do not serve us or your beloved community. May we be part of creating a new life with new breath, where all are walking free, with no shackles from the past, where we dare to walk into the light. We trust in your spirit as we sing. Passion, God of life, Jesus wept. Jesus wept at the loss of a friend. He wept seeing the grief of those who were mourning. And Jesus weeps now with all who are homebound, lonely, and in need of healing this day. When our hope is lost, when we feel cut off, let us find in you and in those around us the hope of joy and resurrection, even in the midst of loss. We trust in your spirit as we sing. Things, for whatever else we pray, and for your promise that you are always with us. We give thanks. Through our healer and our Savior, Jesus Christ,
2: we pray. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you.
6: you. Stand up
2: and share the peace. hello. Thank you for sharing that green of the peace. After the service, come over in the coffee hour uh, to uh, share a cup of coffee, a cookie, share your stories uh, with one another, spend a little time in fellowship together. I would encourage you to do that. It's a really important part of sharing this journey together. Uh, Lots of announcements printed in your bulletin. I just want to encourage you uh, to look at those very carefully um as uh, there's a lot going on in the church and whose church is it it's your church so ask questions get involved would encourage you in that way Uh, pastor tom thank you thank you for that uh, sermon i did get a call from the state of florida though and they said for showing that uh, david photograph you're no longer you're no longer welcome in florida so (laughs) i just want you to know don't go to florida do go to Florida anymore. Uh, Thursday nights, uh, Thursday nights in uh, Lent, we, uh, we have potlucks, and they've been fantastic, the potlucks. So uh, come out. We eat what you bring. We all bring food, and it was fantastic variety of food. Uh, 6 o'clock uh, Thursday in the gym, and then 7 o'clock an Evening Prayer right here, 35-minute beautiful contemplative service here in the sanctuary as well. There's also a sign-up out in the narthex for the next Thursday after that, which would be the Seder meal. Long tradition here, uh, the, the meal that we share of Holy Communion goes all the way back to Jesus sharing this Seder meal, this Last Supper with His disciples. So that's a Thursday in Holy Week. There's a sign up for that. It's a served meal, but you sign up to come and, and uh, bring ahead of time olives or fruit or whatever it tells you to bring so if you could sign up for that, that would be fantastic as well. Uh, Verna and Earl get ready for the Easter Garden, there's uh, information there and uh, see uh, Verna, right, if you can help. Uh, Verna's got uh, is going to be doing pulling the garden together it's a beautiful thing, so uh, see her if you would like to uh, help with that, that'd be great okay, who's going first of my colleagues Lana, come on up Lana Johnson, volunteer coordinator.
7: Great voice, thank you. Um, so I just have two announcements. The first one, um, Easter. Um, so I, you guys did a great job of signing up for Easter. I am in need of two ushers for the 11 o'clock service and one greeter for that service so that would be great if you could look at your calendar i mean a lot of you probably be at that sunrise service and you don't want to stay till 11 but you know just in case um the second thing is you know is a long time ago that you guys signed up for april so on the wall where that you know volunteer sign is i put up the april schedules just in case you forgot your calendar and you can't remember what day you signed up for And as all of you know, I um, love to plan, so April showers bring... Oh, May flowers. (laughs) So um, it is time to sign up for May. Now I know that May is a really long time from now, but um, the sign-ups are out there for May and June. Not that I want school year to be over or anything, but um, they're in the gym, so if you could take a peek at your calendar get signed up because I'm not gonna be announcing for a couple weeks and then, don't get happy. Then, um, <laughs> then, then May is really soon. So um, I just, you know, we're gonna get started early. So thank you.
2: Thank you, Lana. Tomorrow. No, it takes a village to raise you. <laughs> <laughs> Deacon Amy. Good
5: morning. Good
2: morning.
5: So there's a new flyer for Sunday Forum. Out on the table in the narthex this is for April and May rounding out the rest of our program year I encourage you to pick this up Sunday forum happens in the fireside room at 9:15 every Sunday morning this morning Sheila will be presenting um, her wonderful musical collection history and information about um, about music and how it, it ministers to all of us and then next Sunday uh, we have a special series a one day series on end of life care uh, but we'll have the Woodby bedside singers here as well as a representative from Enzo House and a, hosp- a hospice chaplain from Woodby health we'll all be here next sunday morning at 9:15 in the sunday forum And then coming up this Friday, our high school students are going uh, roller skating up in Oak Harbor and then coming back here for an all night lock in. So um, please sign up in the gym if you have somebody who's interested in that. And also, I just put out information today about our summer trip for high school students. We're going to the Western States Youth Gathering down in California, staying at California Lutheran College. Um, Great trip. So again, information for that is out in the gym today as well. Thanks.
2: Thank you. Uh, thank you, Deacon Amy. Thank you, Lana. Uh, so I, we had someone last week uh, say to me, you know, it, uh, it's just a drop in the bucket. We give money to these places and it's just a drop in the bucket. There's so much need. It's a drop in the bucket. And I'm like, well, isn't our whole life kind of a drop in the bucket? I mean, and, but how important those drops are. And so we wrote checks this week. Uh, and so I invite all my volunteers to come up, who I volunteered. Uh, come on up, stand up top high, up top high on the, on the top. And this is a combination of things. This is a combination of special gifts that you've given. It's a combination of our general fund budget, and it's a combination of uh, also the endowment and the good work of the Trinity Endowment. And so these are seven checks that were written in the past week. And uh, we just want to let you know what those are and what those are doing. And so we start over here with Gary Guernsey, Gary's got a check for the tiny houses in Langley. And Gary has been uh, one of our key people on that, with Koyla and Rocky and others. Uh, and so um, we're, we're so very thankful for that. $4,000 more. I think uh, we'd already given 39 or something. But uh, so $4,000 more to help them with that. And Joe, you've got one for the World Central Kitchen. And this is about hunger. This is outside the Lutheran family. This is a World Central Kitchen Uh, going to war-torn places and places in the world and serving food. So we sent $4,000 to them. Vivian, you have such a big check, $32,750. Once a year we send money to the ETA. This is for seminaries. This is for missionaries. This is for church colleges. This is for new churches. Uh, This is so that 100% of our money that we send to disaster relief is covered. So none of that is used for overhead because we give this money to the church. Thirty, Very good, Vivian, $32,750. And uh, Laurel's got one for the Lutheran Community Services Northwest. And this is for, um, this is for uh, refugee resettlement in the Puget Sound area. Ukrainian refugees who have come, they get here, and how do they build their life? Well, it's a drop in the bucket but we have $5,000 going down there to help people rebuild, rebuild their lives now in a new country where they need apartments and jobs and cars and things like that. So that's $5,000 uh, for Ukrainian refugees. And then Sue's got uh, $4,000 for Gifts of the Heart Food Bank in Coopville, how many are from Coopville or Green Bank or North, several of you. Uh, so this is the, the food bank there. So this is actually feeding your neighbors, uh, helping to feed your neighbors. Uh, Jan has $5,000 for ELCA Refugee Relief in Ukraine, actually in Eastern Europe, uh, Ukraine and and the countries around. $5,000 went there. Uh, Last year we sent like $125,000 total. We continue to send money there to help them. It really goes nicely, both of the Ukrainian things with the beautiful thing that the choir sang today and their colors. And finally, uh, Pamela's got Augusta Victoria Hospital. How many have been to Jerusalem? Yeah, Augusta Victoria is the hospital on the Mount of Alephs that helps the Palestinians. It's the only hospital in Jerusalem that, uh, in Israel that specifically helps the Palestinian people uh, who are, have a very difficult life. And we've been there. We visited there. $5,000 went there to help them. Uh, as they uh, have medical care there. So it's a drop in the bucket, isn't it? But it makes a difference. And this is what we can do together, all of us, with our special gifts, with our general fund, and through the endowment, these gifts are possible. So give our volunteers a round of applause and give yourself a round of applause. You just put those back on the altar there. Yeah. And those checks will be posted along with the other checks that are out in the narthex, uh, just a reminder to us that we do make a difference. We are transitioning now towards the altar and uh, uh, towards uh, the prayer that Jesus taught us, the Lord's Prayer. We're going to sing that, so it invites invite you to stand. Now as you prepare to go out those doors to make a difference in the world, may God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Or sending him is really a blessing that we give to one another. So I'd encourage you as you sing, uh, look out at other people and give them a blessing. I bless you in the name of the Lord. I